Slightly less than half a year because sometimes we would do like more than that. Yeah, but well, more importantly, twenty-six episodes. Twenty-six 20- episodes, and so we, we have- are going to start this celebration with an apology. <laughs> so yeah, we really do apologize for how last week's or the last episode. We so did, what happened you know? was the last eight minutes of episode twenty-six got eaten up. I don't know where it went. It's just not here, and I feel bad about it. I don't know what the problem is, but I'll figure it out. We I'll make sure it does. I... I'll either make sure it doesn't happen again, or if it does cut out, we'll re-record a section of it just to make things like, easier for us. But yeah, half a like year. The closest we can, like the closest we can theorize is it was probably like some sort of problem with OBS. Yeah, OBS. we use OBS. That's our. Yeah, that's, that's our setup. So we, we have a very budget setup. I guess I want to talk about why we made Rassle Boys and maybe some statistics and some other fun shit. So yeah, I would like to point out that over the last six months, we have a thousand viewers, which isn't a lot, but that's views, more but that's, people than I thought. <laughs> that's more people than I, I expected. That That is like, we have been consistently growing in numbers. We haven't had like the most dedicated viewer base, but... So like, I would like to point out that like I averaged I averaged it. I'm not the math guy Mega Fighter is, but that averages out to about six thirty-six people per episode. The average slightly went down because so let me tell you about was uh, included in that. Yeah. But thirty-eight people for each episode, and it's steadily rising. And if you're one of those thirty-eight people, and I know it isn't me, because I don't watch my own episodes, I'm ashamed of my own voice. I've only done it a few times. If you once wa- if you're one of the 38 people who watch us, you're fucking awesome. <laughs> like really, thanks a lot, guys. Like we- I have nothing but gratitude. Like when I turn in, into an egotistical asshole, just remember you you're the reason why. So yeah. congratulations. Like, <laughs> like you have no obligation to to listen to our shit. No, like there are so many other podcasts. There's you so many better podcasts, but you're fucking you're here. <laughs> you're here and that's fucking awesome <laughs> you stayed on in spite of all the terrible jokes all the horrible moments and just the technical issues that do come with the fact that we're running on like a very shoestring budget also the fact that ever since we started Rassle Boys our lives have been steadily going downhill <laughs> steadily steadily going downhill I lost my job and you're in debt <laughs> I'm in medical debt so <laughs> Yeah, as many of you might have remembered from the uh, the brief announcement we made that I had to go to the hospital, that was due to an anxiety attack in late December, brought on by acid reflux, actually. Anxiety sucks. I I have a mental disorder, so I I, I deal with it constantly. And mega, it's like, I would describe it, Mega Fighter, as like that feeling you get when you miss a stare, but like constantly... <laughs> constantly you're constantly missing that stare and there's nothing but air and you're like i'm gonna fucking fall (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, that was where my head space was at for like late December and into most of January. Yes. So uh, I, I guess I wanted to show appreciation to all the people who wanted to watch this garbage. Because <laughs> honestly, it's just weird. Oh, fuck, Roctan's here. Oh, God. Ah, shit. I thought we fired you. So, anyway, hey, Roctan. I, I don't really have a plan for how this, like, little celebration episode is. So I'm just going to talk about shit. What, do yeah. you, what have you learned about 2002, Mega Fighter? Uh, what have I learned? Surprisingly, the, the WWE, for all its talk of, like, all the offensiveness... It was actually fairly restrained in comparison to what TNA was doing at the same time. I never realized how homophobic 2002 is. <laughs> yeah, it's like we can't. Uh, like, it's like we can't be racist anymore because it isn't okay after like the fucking LA riots and the Rodney King stuff. So they're just leaning super into homophobia. <laughs> yeah, both sides had homophobia, but. TNA is really leaning into it. Yeah, TNA like, is just nakedly homophobic. Like, you can I have plausible deniability about Billy and Chuck. I don't remember it being that homophobic when I watched it as a kid. <laughs> like WWE? Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's vaguely homophobic, especially like King. And they're, they're kind of leaning more and more into it. And I feel like it's going to reach a tipping point once we get back to uh, Peacock. By the way... I didn't expect this whole fucking Peacock Switch WWE Network fucking thing when I started this shit. That made it so much harder. <laughs> that made it so much harder, and it's made me less enthused about going back because I feel like Peacock's going to actually like ruin the shows by editing them to such like, a fine degree. Trying to make they them palpable. So, they cut... It, it feels like they're less surgically cutting out things and more they're just taking a fucking butcher knife to it. And they're taking a butcher knife to there it. There is yeah. M rated shit on Peacock. They have all the Leprechaun movies. Just own it. Come on, man. Own I actually it. own up to it. You know, get, from get your deep voice guy, you know, the deep voice guy who does all your pay per views and just go, the following content has material that is of its time and may be offensive to some viewers viewer discretion is advised boom you know it's... simon from walt culture actually said you know removing something offensive is a good thing and i think we all agree no it's not not, not in this really case. no i feel like it's I better am to own up a very sensitive like liberal man and i i get offended at some things but I feel like keeping context of certain things is important. It's like a, you can't just hide. You can't just hide that because if you hide it, you risk it coming back. If that makes like, sense. I've, I've made statements that could come across as very offensive and possibly racist. I, I don't dude, mean them usually. Dude, if you like went back to like my when I was like a teenager. Oh my god! Yes. Like uh, you were pretty much an, you were an incel and I was an edge lord. <laughs> hey now, hey now. Yeah, I was, you were I, a bit. I was not okay. I wasn't so, but I no, mean, still am. All the fucking in that... joke. Like remember all the. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about besides 2002 is why I made this podcast. Yes, and let's talk about our history. 
So, we started on the Spoonie Experiment boards because I was a fan of Spoonie's reviews and he had a segment called Wrestle Wrestle where he slowly had a mental breakdown talking about wrestling. <laughs> I would describe it yes, as that. Yes, he did basically yes. wrestling vlogs. And that was honestly, yeah, that's where basically we all kind of met was through the Spoonie forums. And God, talking about that is so painful now. You know, I have a question. I th- which came first out of the Spoonie Experiment forums in terms of the podcast? Was it Dark Match or Seashow? Dark, Dark Match. Dark Match came first. It was a project where like one or two people just grabbed as many people as they can from the forum and tried to get them all on a podcast. And it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, they, I think it was it was you and No Leaf Clover had started it, right, Allie? No, no, it was No and Leaf. Some other dude. It was No Leaf Clover, Backlash, Tifus, and me, and uh, C and yeah. CMG Utopia. And he and he left. He left. And they, and and, they had a format of having like four people per sh- generally trying to have four people per show at all times. They had, they honest, it. They had four people for sh- per show. They got you. They got this uh, Brony person named Jess, which, you know... Uh, Jess, God, I miss her. Yeah, she was great. I, I liked her the most she out of, cool. like, most of the people. Uh, you know, we just had this big gang of people, like, fucking uh, Jingus, fucking... Uh, Jingus, what, was that one cool, stoner, what was that one stoner guy? Uh, Magpie? Magpie, yeah. Or are we, are you, I, I, it was either Magpie or Digifox. They probably both did. Yeah, they were both, they were both stoners, but there were so many people... And none of us had any, like, scheduling or supervising ability. And it slowly just sort of became, like, a... I would describe it as just a personal conflict of, like, ownership and whose show is this and who runs the show. Are we all equal? Is there a leader? Just, it turned into a fucking... It turned into a shit show. (laughs) I had quit. Allie got fired, I had quit. And I quit, You got fired because... You got fired because you were being treated badly. Well, no, no, I quit. I quit, and then oh, it I mean, basically... I'm sorry, you, were, you quit because you were being treated badly. I, I got felt fired. like I was being... I got Go fired because my mental illness was worse than it is now. I've made massive steps in hindsight, <laughs> even Very though I'm still steps. kind of fucked up in the head. And I, feel I like thought... It should be Hang on a second. I thought you got fired because you um brought in, like... Uh, you well, brought in me from I... you brought me in because they needed other they needed more people they needed people because well, other people left. I brought some people in to help shore up the dark match, but uh, they thought that was like me going up and above the, what I'm, you know, what my pay grade is, and also my mental pay illness made me my mental illness made me difficult to work with. Which is weird for them to think that, considering you just said that you essentially were you, one of the you ones were that one started. Of the yeah, I, I did bite off more than I can chew because I said I wanted to be an editor, but I didn't know how. <laughs> and part of it was also because, and this is how fucking you can tell we were still deep in that awful kind of like channel awesome mid two thousands like. Well, it was more like early twenty tens, late two thousands. Early 2010s, late 2000s uh, mindset of like, of like how like content needs to be made. This show is bad. 
no. Where we made like a we made dividing lines between Dark Match and Sea Show almost arbitrarily. Yeah, for no reason, pretty much. For pretty much no reason. I think admittedly, like Sea Show was started by like somebody I can't remember his name who got like that was the that was Alex or AKA Notorious AMP, and I rem- I actually remember it was him and a, and. A- a guy who played a harmonica. Yeah, like he had started it. <laughs> and then, he started and then, show um, out of and then, and then he, yeah, he made the, he, he made then, the C show because he felt left out of Dark Match because after the everybody can join thing, they just locked up real fucking tight and just made it so yeah. no one else can join. So no, no matter what they he asked, they wouldn't let him in. So he made his own. Yeah, and then he got then he started rounding up some other guys that would be. That w- that ended up being Riddler and um, Liquid Nation or Nathan as we know him, um, Low Rob uh, Rob and and uh, at the time later yeah, yeah, come low. on now no uh, yeah low, low transition I, so I want to keep it to low right now don't, don't I'm just say, I'm just saying historically he was that that's she not. she first off <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry Jesus, <laughs> Jesus rock <Roxanne. laughs> forgive me I made him a, I'm, I'm not Russell, right Russell, gender, Russell boys home it. of dead naming <laughs> no um so I got kicked out of C show and I. Don't know how Mega Fighter actually migrated over to the C show. I don't oh, wait, know. No, no, no. You no, got you kicked got out of Dark Match. Of... I, I'm Dark sorry, Man. I got confused. Um, I got kicked uh, out of Dark Match. I don't know how Mega Fighter came to the C show. <laughs> I think you invited me into it because you were already hanging out with the C show guys. Yeah. yeah. And of, and of the few people that you could still get in contact with, you actually liked me for some unforsaken re- for un- some unknown reason. So yeah. Dark. Uh, C show was marginally better. The the working relationship of us, it was a little easier to deal with because, you know, if Backlash is listening to this, sorry, but Backlash is a fucking asshole. So Backlash was a yeah. dick back in those days, and I think he more than anything was part of why I quit. Was I just did not like like dealing with his shit. So, yeah, um, C-Show was a little better because we were between friends, but we still encountered problems such as finding the right time to record, who's recording, who How the fuck we're gonna record. It started ended up being mostly you, at la- uh, like, in the later, um, in the later uh, eras of it. You know, and who the fuck's here, and, like, I still was in a bad place mentally, so honestly, I was not... I was not capable of leading shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the early episodes where you were there, you were just kind of in the background recording the show. And yeah, because I, also... so, I was so anxious and shy that I couldn't talk. Well, that and you all, uh, were also still working with the Dark Match and, and that there were times that you... Um, I think Rob did this too. It was uh, when, when they had him out join. It was a case of you didn't want to review the same show again, essentially. Oh yeah, I didn't want to do. Du- I didn't want to work double. <laughs> yeah, and I should note this about my time in Dark Match. I was not good at it at all. I was notoriously you got, quiet. You got caught peeing one episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that story. So yeah, um, oh, in no. my fir- in my first and only year in Dark Match, um, it was fucking hot as hell because it's a because ma- it was a Massachusetts summer. 
and I, at the time, I was still using this you, big, you rocking, like, You were rocking those head, you were rocking those wireless headphones. Wireless headphones. I got new wireless headphones, which had, they were noise-canceling headphones, which I was young and didn't understand what noise-canceling meant. <laughs> and I, I used to drink, like, out of this big, it's like a Shrek 2 or something cup from, like, a movie theater from when Shrek I went to see, like, <laughs> I think I went to see, like, the Fantastic Four movie at that time. When I got the cup, and I'd had it, maybe it was Star Wars Episode 3, I don't know. Uh, but it was like this big cup, and I'd fill it with ice, I'd fill it with water, and I'd be just chugging this shit and all the time. And you'd the ice, which, to my ire. <laughs> and you, I, I stopped doing that recently, but um, but yeah, I would chew ice all the time. So I was just bladder loaded. And I oh, find no. my my... <laughs> My fucking headphones are noise canceling headphones. They'll cancel the sound of me peeing, so I could just go to the bathroom. <laughs> and it turns out I was completely wrong. <laughs> How close was your were your recording to the bathroom? Um, it's not that long of a walk. It was still in range where I could like. It was still within the range of wireless. How so the could, hell does a wireless? microphone pick you up you peeing in the bathroom <laughs> well very that a, easy that's a strong fucking microphone pickup but like what it's on a headset first off and secondly it's very easy when when it starts echoing does, against does it have the like fucking... a does it have like a receipt did it have like a receiver in it or something i think it was like yeah i think it was like it was like a usb receiver so it's like, you know, you hook up the USB to, like, your computer, and then you hook up another end to, like, the headset. It's been so long, I could not tell you, like, what, how good this headset was. But apparently it was good enough to pick up my piss. Oh, my God. Uh, so we got better with the uh, C-Show, or at least I did. Well, I feel we got like better I started... with C-Show, but we started encountering the problem of, A, modern wrestling started becoming really bad in, like, the... Oh, I would say... From 2013 to 2017, the quality went down. Quality went down real hard. <laughs> yeah, it was especially during like the fucking years where they were trying not to push Daniel Bryan, but oh, yeah, ended they, up having. They, they were trying Bryan. to get Roman Reigns over. <laughs> the Roman Reigns era was real bad for us all. It was a misery-inducing yeah. time. So here's two things about the C Show. First of all. Like we we started recording only pay per views at some point because just the schedule became a f just very difficult to deal with. It was also a case of like I think a lot of us just didn't have the patience to uh, to sit <clears throat> through a three hour show of TV every Especially, week. Especially um, record we, like individual episodes for Raw, SmackDown, Impact. And, and we were having a really hard we time. We stopped doing Impact ages ago. We, 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 we started having a really hard time getting enough people for the show. Because I always felt like I was leaving people out if we didn't have, like, four people. Yeah. And also, the C-Show was really fucking edgy. <laughs> like... <coughs> it was a dark... Me, oh, yeah, that was her. Me, Nathan, and Roktan were the most edgy motherfuckers back in, like, the 2015s, 2010s. I like, think you kind of encouraged me to be edgy in a way because like, you there were, were there were n bombs, there were f bombs. Like, oh my god, 
I don't uh, think I could. There were never any N bombs. I I'm they covering were... I'm covering my ass. Okay. <laughs> my... Let's be honest. I don't, probably, I don't, don't remember there even word. being F bombs either. There was nothing like that. But like... we were still pretty edgy. Like we would at times just see just just as for a game. Just to see how racist we could make a joke. We made a cotton yeah. picking joke one episode, Roxanne. With Mark Henry. You were neither of us were there for that. That was Nathan years before. Well, I was still you, associated you with that. I, I was associated with that. Joke. So yeah, it was just super edgy and honestly. Eh. <laughs> Because 2015 was a fucking also a dark time for me. I don't know why, but I was very okay. Okay, I remember Gamergate was was like the woo, big thing Gamergate, at the time, and I was for some reason just hostile towards everybody. Yeah, you were like just you were just like don't even fucking talk to me about it. I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> I think I fucking yelled at Iron Bite about it. Yeah, that another I, former Dark Matter colleague. I remember when Gamergate came around, I was initially kind of for it. Then I decided, then then I tried to, to be like the anti, but my my whole stance was n- not so much that I wasn't I wasn't against the cause. I was against the fucking toxicity of it. That was my well, thing. Well, what happened was just... I was for it at first, but then it was because I didn't understand their motive. Because I thought it was about, like, fairness in game journalism, but it was actually just harassing people they didn't like. So I abandoned, yeah. I abandoned ship. <laughs> I, I, just, I was just aggressively, like, against both sides. Gamergate mainly because they were just a bunch of toxic assholes, but I found it, like, the people who were anti just... They were, like, just super obnoxious. righteous and obnoxious. and that Super kind of righteous thing. and obnoxious. It's like you and have then, to you have to be offended about this. Like, I, just leave me alone, please. Uh, I, yeah, I I wanted everyone to fuck off. I think the problem with Gamergate, I think there were people who were generally trying to do what the movement said supposedly well, they were, they said were they were going to do. They were good but apples. They were kind it was of, just yeah, pretty much turned into the right wing later on. So yes, it turned into the alt right basically. And, but, uh, turn into, and turn into the anti-feminist, you know, anti-whatever culture. So, yeah. um, what anti-social justice warrior? That's right. Yeah. What happened yeah, with the C show was Riddler and Nathan started not appearing as often, and I kind of lost the heart to do it. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. I quit wrestling in 2018. <laughs> like I, I just. I went completely dark on everything. I think it was because... Um, the brand split had happened. Well, it was the brand split had happened. Split. And also the Saudi Arabia deal that WWE did. Saudi- and yes. and doing the show after the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. I just, I got... I was like, fuck this company. I'm sick of it. I'm out. I I think it was around that. And also, like, there was some sort of, like, information, like... That had come out about Ashley Massaro, like, after her death. Yeah. And about, like, some sort of cover-up involving one of the troops having, yeah. like, sexually assaulted her or something. And I was just like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm out. So, yeah, we just stopped watching wrestling. I remember the last few episodes, uh, the episodes of the pay-per-views we covered. The the main two issues that uh, that booking-wise that 
made us just not want to watch was the continued uh, pushing of Jamal. Um, uh, sorry, Jinder uh, Mahal as champion and winning over Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh yeah, when oh fucking Jinder yeah. Mahal beat Shinsuke in on a pay per view. And then, Twice. and then, fucking Shinsuke just went to feud with AJ Styles and hit people in the dick. <laughs> we and, were, yeah. And also the, con- and also the continued um, ha- having Brock as the WWE champ when he had several, when he, when he had several legitimate contenders that that could have he could have dropped the they could have dropped the belt to in subsequent matches like Braun Strowman, Samoa Braun Joe. Strowman, knock Samoa knock Joe. Samoa Joe. Samoa fucking Joe. He's Samoa Joe. The guy that they fired just a few weeks ago. Samoa Joe's even fucking that. awesome. <laughs> and even Roman even Roman Reigns regardless of how how, how people thought about him would have been a legit contender and they and they would shown up and they kept and they kept backpedaling every time they had a chance to give him the title. Yeah. Until until like much later it was reared. Oh Wendy. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh Wendy. No, no, you gotta do it like the Spanish commentators. Oh Wendy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just I got mad because it just sort of felt like what's the point? of having a great show like NXT if every single person you call up is going to be a lower mid-carder. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Alistair God. fucking Black. <laughs> the Ascension. Ascension. Finn Balor. Finn Balor had to go Bailey. back to NXT. Bailey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens. Sammy Kevin Owens, actually. Sammy Kevin Owens has been doing okay. Uh, yeah, was Kevin Owens have recovered. Um, there was somebody who absolutely got destroyed. Uh, Hideo Itami. It just felt like fucking doom if you're called Fuck up, and it made it feel like it was. Yeah. It made it feel like it was hopeless if like you're in the NXT system. Yeah. yeah. Apart from a few people that seem to have done well in NXT, like say Seth Rollins. For example, I remember when I saw Drew McIntyre come back to NXT, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> Thank know, God he's been doing. He, good he's going to be NXT champion, but when he gets to the main show, oh fuck! But he's actually he's been champion, so hey. But but like yeah, apart from certain people, Kevin Owens is doing okay right now. But it's like they would go in and no, they would be called up and then without any plans. Pretty much. It's like, oh yeah, we don't even have a storyline for you. Your character's rewritten. Oh my god, I just realized. What? Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Oh my Chad god. Chad fucking Gable, Gable. Another one. Who is fucking pretty much Shorty G. The, he's Jesus pretty Christ. much the next Kurt Angle slash the next Charlie Haas slash next Ch- Shelton Benjamin. Just this amazing fucking wrestler. He's so good. I remember he just had a random match with Rusev for no fucking reason, and they tore the goddamn house down. And it was amazing. And he they give him the stupid ass shorty G. <laughs> Speaking of uh, which, they should have never broken up American Alpha in the first place. That was such a great tag team. No, oh, yeah. like all you all you would need to do is when Kurt Angle comes back, make that team angle too. Easy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
And I mean, I suppose eventually you could split them. And then, at, and then at, if later Shelton the comes line. back, you can have them feud with Team Angle. <laughs> Just, like, why'd you make another team, Kurt? Huh? <laughs> there, of course, and there was the problem of like when they when they pushed Jason Jordan, they gave him Kurt Angle's son gimmick, I'm which your son, w- which was ridiculous and. That would have actually worked if it was, in a way, if it was Chad Gable, because he at least looked like Kurt. At least he was white. I'm not trying to be racist, but look, look, we know about we know about Kurt Angle's preference for bestiality sex rock dance. <laughs> this is because of Charmel. That oh was my God. wait, that was 15 years ago. Jason Jordan's like 20. So Charmel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've made we've made we've made similar jokes on Rassel Boys, so yeah. So you know, Dark been... match we left and has also just kind of gone dead. It it died. <laughs> C show died a slow, agonizing death. It, it died a death of apathy, which is the worst kind of death. <laughs> you know what? We we well, just the... didn't have it in us anymore. <laughs> and you know, it's here's the thing: I love podcasting. I love listening to podcasts. I love making podcasts. I think it's fun to just talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. And there were some wrestling yeah. podcasts that I like, like Deadlock and uh, What Cultures podcast, or like yeah. not not What Culture, Cultaholic. Cultaholic. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I I was kind of realizing while I was listening to other podcasts like Knowledge Fight, The Dollop, some other things that. Behind the Bastards. Behind the Bastards. That a two-man podcast is actually not bad <laughs> in, like, yeah. content. It still feels like it's funny and there's a conversation. I swear to God I will never do a one-man podcast. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. One-man podcasting is an awkward fucking experience. Like, one-man anything, if I apparently falter immediately. Remember when I tried to do, like, reviews of CAW shows? Oh, my God. Once? <laughs> <laughs> Once and never again. Never again. <laughs> I, I guess one man, yeah, is is difficult. Except for all the n- numerous fucking black metal bands that are that are only one guy. For uh, one man reason. in a garage. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think Ali's gonna do a black metal band anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Kvolt as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next so, thing you know, there's going to be an album out when Allies and Biddy going. <laughs> I don't know. So here was my conundrum. I want a podcast again. I don't want it to be the C show <laughs> because um, there's these like other guys who started doing a C show podcast and they're like reviewing main event or whatever. And yeah. I was just like, I don't really want to. I don't really want to fuck with that. Uh, yeah, it, they got a good thing going for them. I haven't listened to their show. I, I'm happy that you know they're making podcasts. We were originally going to do something way more experimental. Y'all know the if you if you regularly watch the show, you might know the uh, segment Rassle Court. Rassle Court. That was going to be the whole podcast. Was we were actually going to go through like a whole bunch of like old shows, following a feud and seeing just how many crimes someone commits during that feud. Well. When, like when I was making a podcast, I was trying to figure out what the fuck it would be about because I don't want to watch modern wrestling, except for AEW because AEW is actually decent. But like, if I wanted to watch like WWE, I would just want to die. <laughs> so yes, uh, I was trying to figure out what it would be about. So we came up with Wrestlecourt, 
which was like we grab a random feud and we try to like throw the book at it to see how many crimes each wrestler commits in the feud. Here's and the problem. I, we're not lawyers <laughs> and it's very not, difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. The, the sad thing is I still got like all the topics we would have covered at some point. And you want to list some students. of them? <laughs> Like, it's amazing the various levels of crime that WWE would get away with. It's never, like, the same thing twice. No. Like, we would have covered, like, the supermarket brawl with Steve Austin and Booker T. How many? How much damages in that supermarket brawl? The NXT riot, Paul Bear's Concrete Crypt. We would have done a special on, um, on the Tim White lunchtime suicides called The Psychoanalysis of Tim White. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was like the Kiss My Ass Club. There was uh oh yeah, there was gonna be our episode on Snitsky and whether or not accidental miscarriage is a crime. Oh my god! <laughs> and if it was his fault, was it oh his fault? <laughs> John Cena's violations of the U.S. flag code. Him waterboarding Rusev. There was a lot of John Cena stuff. Uh oh yeah, boss man crashing a funeral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was like there were just. So I, I actually things. made one uh, one time on that Sea Show episode. We brought that up, and I made the mistake of saying the funeral of the Big Show, and I was like, and then I Our went bed. back and listened, and I said, "Whoops, that's it's not the funeral of the Big Show. It's his, it was his dad." <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the time where I I put down homicide tries to cure Colcabana's coronavirus because there was a point where. I think this is. I think it was like in Ring of Honor where Homicide tried to make Cole Cabana drink like drain cleaner. Oh my god! Oh my wow! It's Colt Cabana. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Steve Austin driving a Zaboni. The the cum truck. I mean, <laughs> the, the milk truck and the beer truck. Jake Roberts oh. crashing a wedding. That time. Uh... A car got sawn, sawn in half. All the times people beat up John Cena's dad. <laughs> uh, oh, Stone Cold, Stone Cold uh, dropping cement into into Vince's car. That one time Shane McMahon trapped Kane in a car and drove it into like a truck. <laughs> uh, Triple H Kane. like kidnapping and illegally marrying Stephanie McMahon. Yes, Kane electrocuting Shane McMahon's testicles. So, yeah, oh, uh, I was at an impasse because it just felt like it was too much work and it was a really difficult podcast, but I didn't know what the payoff would be. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have a podcast still. And then we started watching Deadlock podcasts and I was just like, I like their retro reviews, but what they do is they just grab a random episode from like the Ruthless Aggression era and there's no context, they don't know the storylines, or they have, like, a vague familiarity with them. It's usually significant episodes like, you know, The Last Nitro, or this and that, like, you know, like a significant moment, or it's just, like, Scott Steiner shooting on Ric Flair in this episode. And here's the thing, I started watching wrestling when I was about 9 or 10, which was around 2003, I fucked up the year, whoops. But ah, fuck it. I remember a lot of the moments in wrestling back then being a weird fever dream, <laughs> like hot, like HLA <coughs> hot lesbian action and fucking oh the Scott Steiner having a debate with Chris Nowinski. 
Oh and, my god. And I'm just I like about that. And I just thought about it and I was like was wrestling like cracked out in 2002, 2003? So I just asked Mega Fighter, "Do you want to watch it like a week at a time just to see how weird it gets?" Yeah. And I was I was down because I started like committing to watching wrestling in the 2010s. Like my first show I ever watched in full was um I also remember a Battle Royale they, a battle royale where the feed cut and then it was just a picture of Triple H for like half an hour. <laughs> God, if they edited that out of Peacock. Oh no. <laughs> I I I used to be a go they um I remember uh Redler came up with the nickname for me as the bitter old man. Well basically because I'm old I You're older I'm than old. you're older than us. Yeah, I'm older than all of them. So like my earliest member of wrestling was like watching like old TV, probably old WWE programming that happened to come on basic TV like and seeing like I remember seeing Jake the Snake Brutus Beefcake Ultimate Warrior Mr. Perfect <clears throat> like my first exposure Undertaker and I, I remember used to used to like pretend to wrestle on my couch with like stuffed animals and me and I, my I had a habit of like with, grabbing with pillows moves on each other. I, I would like grab pillows and try and hit Canadian destroyers and shit until one day I accidentally left my barbells on my bed and I did a swanton bomb head first oh, into some no. barbells and knocked myself oh, out no. <laughs> and I never did it again <laughs> Jesus I never did we never did anything that bad it was used <laughs> My brother was. That's one of those times like, you learn a lesson, and then you're just like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that anymore." I, <laughs> my brother's is I have like a three years is is like three years older than me, and he would he would because it, he was kind. He wasn't that much stronger, but uh, he was big enough that he could basically lift me and like do step suplexes to me on the couch. And it would get to a point where it eventually, like sometimes. One of us would get hurt, usually me. <laughs> and, and it would not seriously, but it'd be like, ow, <laughs> you asshole, and then try to beat him up. And but I, he, I would never win that fight. So, um, and here's oh, I also, the... I also remember I would like, I would uh do entrances and like I would call, I would take wrestler names and just put my name in front of it, <laughs> Rock Tan Stone Cold. Seth the Snake Roberts or some shit. Seth, Seth the Snake is not horrible. And I, and I oh, and then I come out with like a and, and to imitate the snake. I had a we had like a <laughs> jump rope and I jump rope and I would wrap it around myself. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, just don't do a swanton under lead weights. Uh. But yeah, then I don't. I remember for a long time wrestling wasn't on TV, and then I remember. The first time I was able to watch it on consistent basis is when SmackDown came on to UPN. Oh yeah, and then that was like two thousand four, five. And then when I finally moved out of like from living with my parents uh, and moved into like group a series of group homes was when I finally was able to watch cable. On a, on a full-time basis. I don't remember exactly what year that was and 
that's when I was actually able to start like watching Raw and SmackDown on your, on the regular. So now we're going to get to the lore reason why Rock Tan keeps getting fired. <laughs> so here's the thing. I wanted to make a podcast with a very small cast because I wanted like if just me and Megafighter were available, we could just do a fucking episode right there. Yeah. Instead of waiting for people. And I have this thing in my personality where I feel bad for rejecting people. So I really thought that if Roctan wanted to join our podcast, that that would be the beginning of opening the floodgates and having more and more people show up. And when more of those people show up, I honestly thought that they would start getting sour grapes if we recorded without them. <laughs> ah, okay. And I didn't want this situation where it's like, oh, we can't record today. You know, Rock Tan's not here. We can't record today. Rob's not here. We can't record today. Wilkie's not here. We can't record today. Riddler's not here. So I just wanted to, like a very small cast. It's not going to always be two from now on, but I don't want more than three people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when it becomes four people, it becomes a bit of a mess. Yeah. So, so but, as a joke, we we I think it was just because Rogtan wasn't available once, so we just jokingly said we fired him. Yeah, well, we, I was getting a little frustrated with it because I didn't know how, like, I didn't know if I just wanted to tell Rogtan don't come on our show, or if I should just swallow my pride and go, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I so, think it. I think I kind of I kind of got really aggressive about it for a while. <laughs> I think you've kind of decided that like hey, if I'm not available or or I'm busy doing something else it's a, and I I don't care if you guys do a show or two without me just as long as occasionally when I'm available I can be included. Yeah, I'm fine with that. It's just that's that's pretty much why we kept firing you. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're just, like, I'm just happy. I have something that I can do that I'm competent at. <laughs> oh, are we Com actually going to talk about some of the stuff we've been learning about TNA? Uh, what have you uh, learned about TNA? <laughs> well, um, one thing that I've recently learned is that Vince Russo was writing it from the beginning. Yes. And I didn't even know. Yep, I, I was I was convinced just by the writing style of the shows that he had to be involved. Like I've never seen a show that gets in its way so much. Oh yeah, it's I like think... you have. It's like you built this like beautiful soapbox car, and it goes downhill like like a dream, and then you're like, okay, we need the finishing touches on this, and then some your friend Joey comes up and Joey's just like, Hey, let's replace the wheels with cinder blocks. <laughs> Woo! And, and then, then he draws dicks on it. And he draws dicks on it. And it's just like, I had such a, I had such a good fucking car and you ruined it. <laughs> it's just, I can't it, drive it, on cinder blocks. It, and it's it, covered it, in penises. It could just be super good, but it wants to shoot itself in both feet and then reload. <laughs> I think watching this show has just kind of proven if anyone out there, how I don't know how many people are listening to the podcast, but if anyone does not believe that Vince Russo was a horrible writer and booker, 
just watch this show. His contempt for Southern people is so fucking he has strong. Con- he has contempt for, like, anyone, for, like, a lot of people. Southerners, if it, if are, gays. New Yorkers like him. Southerners, gays, blacks, just anything if, that's not Vince Russo, like, just New, New Yorker fucking, you know. It's it's great New York white guy. Yeah. It's, it's very weird, the way he writes for this show. And yeah, everything that if ever you've ever heard negative said about him is just kind of showing itself that he I, I, really does need like a filter on his ideas or he just He just, he just keeps fucking stupid. up the show. <laughs> he just It's all he does. It's just like, wow, that was some great wrestling. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you, why are you at making Disco Inferno like try to make people show their tits? Like, why, why does this midget have a gun? <laughs> just... And and another thing that I kept hearing is how often he would swerve, like do swerves or just random turns. And I, he, we he had that. Out, if you haven't watched this last episode, Rockten AJ just randomly turns heel. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling me. Oh, how... and fucking and Ricky Steamboat turned heel. That was the other thing we missed from last. I remember week. how you told me that Jerry Lynn, who originally uh, turned heel, suddenly goes face, and then a, and then and then they switch and have AJ turn heel, which is like, why, why did you completely flip their both of their alignments? I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like they don't know what they want. Like you think... can, you can like uh, cl- transparently tell that they have no fucking idea what they're writing. <laughs> oh yeah, and Jerry Lynn is like experienced, so he would be a better fit for. He would heel be a work. better heel because AJ's a baby. Yeah, AJ's and AJ's like twenty three or some shit. He doesn't know how the fuck to be a heel. No, yeah, no he's only all. been in the like, like he said, he was only been in the business for three to four years. He needs experience. Some experience first before he I legitimately a feel like, in my opinion, that being a heel and being a good heel takes way fucking longer and is more difficult than being a face. Because <laughs> all uh, you yeah. need to do when you're a face <clears throat> is just have people like you and have good matches. <laughs> like, that's all you right. need. You have people like you. Sometimes you can talk about how cool local sports team is and they'll just Sport, go, yeah! Local sports team! Woo! <laughs> Yeah, the problem with being a heel is you need to be a good talker, and A Day for a long time wasn't. He and only he started. He only and started. It show, and it kind of showed when during certain runs he would have managers or some or someone like Ric Flair to help him talk. He uh, only started getting it together part. like 2012, 2013. like early twenty tens was when he started actually like improving in promos. Especially after the Claire Lynch thing. <laughs> uh, you know, another thing I've learned about that watching this show is I don't think I've seen m- more dick references in a show ever. Like, you have two different gimmicks that are about dicks. You have the Johnsons, the penis men, and then the hot shots. We've got cocks. <laughs> I've learned that apparently wrestling is way more ass-based than I ever... Fod in life, <laughs> and also that 
a more important lesson to me is sometimes the popular opinion on something is actually right. Because I kind of went into Rassle Boys thinking, you know, were these like thoughts like, you know, was Triple H's like feud against Chris Jericho bad? Was Biker Taker really that awful? And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think pe- I thought some people liked Biker Taker and we were the we were the weird opinion of it wasn't that good. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I'm the outlier on this, then fuck it, no. Well, it's just everything I like about Undertaker isn't there. He doesn't have a character. He looks dumpy. He doesn't he, sell. He, and he barely has any moves. He doesn't sell. It's like, just, it's a clear, marked, like, negative. In Like, what's the opposite of an improvement? It is a... Uh... Detriment, God, great, or, right, a detriment, yeah, I would say, but I—it's just—it's worse in every way. I do not see. It's a total downgrade. I just—I do not see any pluses. And he comes out the fucking limp biscuit. Comes out the limp yeah. biscuit. A deterioration. Yeah. Like, I—I I, I feel like there has to be at some point where this gimmick worked on some level. It's just. From what we watched of of and the, the year two thousand two, it, it really hasn't. He's a six foot ten, whiny baby. Yes, <laughs> and really it's is. the weirdest thing. <laughs> another one, another one where I was like, "Is the popular opinion right on this?" I was like, "Yeah, the NWO run in two thousand two was bad. It was ass. Like, oh, <laughs> it was it was terrible. worse than I imagined. Honestly." It's something that should have happened way sooner than it did all when it the was, invasion was, was happening. All it all, was was like Vince McMahon with the flag between his ass cheeks, like running around the crowd, just being like, "I won! I beat the I beat WCW! Ah, yeah. Look at these losers!" Rah. Yeah. Besides, maybe Hulk Hogan, who just kind of wrote on his reputation, even though he's kind of a diva, so. You know, he wants and, to and get over. And it's, start, and it's starting to lose a lot of its appeal after, like, WrestleMania. He really should have stopped at WrestleMania. That should have been oh, his yeah. last match. <laughs> really should have. You can, on, even, you, as we noted in that match, you could just see that he his body was just falling His body's higher. breaking down, and every person who works with him, especially people like Kurt Angle and Triple H, they have to be super careful. Like, oh, yeah. you can tell they're being really ginger. <laughs> With him when they're when they're working him. Oh, another thing I learned is that just how much of an NWA mark Triple H is because I started like when he and Kurt Angle had that cage match, I started realizing he's just wrestling like an old school NWA guy kind of wrestles. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's where his love of doing long matches comes from. It's just like uh, he was go? trained by Killer work? Kowalski. <laughs> yeah, it's just Triple H wants to take his time. Because I feel like that's the wrestling that he fell in love with. I so, learned that Kurt Angle and AJ Styles are fucking amazing. They in are year. fucking amazing. Kurt yeah. Angle is fucking great. And AJ, despite his not great character, he can wrestle circles around people. And he's like a rookie. <laughs> I learned that the initial brand strip when it ha- when it happened, happened uh, when the changes happened, it happened a lot slower than we expected and unless, unless and, the, and also the, the the picks were weird specifically <laughs> rick flair's oh yeah just rick flair had shit picks <laughs> and also changes happen slowly unless you're reverend Devon. <laughs> come back when you have something 
I'm Reverend Devon. Woo! <laughs> I meant, that, I meant specifically that it took like a week or two before we actually know before you know wrestlers actually move, maneuvered over to their show their respective yeah. shows. Yeah, but oh god, sorry. But I meant more like just sometimes like character changes would happen at the drop of a hat. It's like okay, just, he's a he's a preacher man now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just. I, I don't know if, like, I don't know when WWE will become available for 2002. We're waiting on SmackDown. Yeah, and Raw's I'm up, SmackDown is it. it. And I'm slightly dreading it just for whatever changes Peacock dictates need to be done. I feel like we have to start looking up episodes after we watch them to see if there was anything cut out. Yeah. If and they we, cut, might, if and they we might have to do a new segment called, we might have to do a new segment called Cut from Peacock. Yeah. If they cut Katie Vick, I'm done. <laughs> we're oh, just gonna another... go. We're gonna come up with something else if they cut Katie Vick. Um, a thing that I learned comparing uh, this year's TNA to WWE's uh, run in 2002 in terms of their women's division, you know, WWE has always had problems with their women's division, but it's still superior to TNA's, which basically was just pure trash. Yeah. That's all they. It was just focusing on the most trashy elements of of quote unquote women's wrestling. And like WWE wasn't exactly like clean of that shit in two thousand two, but there was a like there was at least people on there you could re- like women on there you could rely on as talent. Yeah, like, there's always been, good. regardless of some of the, even some of the worst years. Uh, when it come came to women's wrestling for WWE, they always had women who could wrestle, and and you generally would see them wrestle for the most part. I don't think I've really seen a, like a legitimate r- women's wrestling match yet on TNA. I'll be honest. I think one of the things I learned is WWE needs legitimate competition. Like, really oh, yeah, every time WWE's been good is when they got kicked in the ass. <laughs> like, just, they, they get complacent, and they just start, like, going on a whim, and it doesn't even matter if it's good TV or not, because it's just, it feels like they can get away with anything. Yeah. And, or, or when WWE just, in general, gets ridiculous amounts of money, they just stop caring. And right, they need, right. they just need a kick in the ass. I don't even want to see WWE die. I don't. I want them to get their shit together. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna happen eventually, not immediately. Like, I feel like AEW's not gonna jump into the position of going on to Monday nights for a good few years. I, I just want them to change gears because they have finally realized that we can't just coast. Like, we gotta, we gotta actually try and have TV. <laughs> I think the biggest problem with WWE is who is in charge. We use, I remember we used to think Triple H being in charge was a good thing. It's kind of starting to look like he. Uh, I don't think it's he's really. Not, he's almost. He's he's, not bed, he's, he's focusing not on bed, NXT, bed, but he still has problems. NXT. He's focusing on NXT mostly, and NXT is not bad. It, it gets a little samey because a lot of the wrestlers are the same. 
I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's a matter of he still has to answer to Vince, and all of Vince's like Vince has the final say. He ev- even his son-in-law doesn't have the final say. It's Vince. Yeah, and there's there's the problem of who's gonna who's really gonna take over when when Vince steps out or potentially dies. Is you know who's. Is it going to be Triple H or is I mean, it going to be I mean, Stephanie? we ruled out the possibility of Vince McMahon dying long ago. I'm Robo Vince. Ah. He's immortal. <laughs> He's fueled by a spite for every other living person around him. He's going to stay around. I don't forever. know why, but it's always the most spiteful individuals who live the longest. He's one of the, um, Vince is an immortal from fucking Highlander. <laughs> you need to cut off his head to take his power before he'll ever give it up. Good luck and good luck doing that. So, here's the thing. If TNA gets too bad, I feel like we're going to have to pivot. (laughs) And I have two options. Like, we go way back to, like, 90s Raw. Or we stick with TNA and we do, like, just a random year of TNA that's later than this. Like, I don't know, 2016 or whatever. You know, just any year of TNA because I'm just tired. I'm tired it's, of being fucked around with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's but, probably maybe avoid the uh, the year of 2010 or 11 because that's when also was pretty awful. And that yeah. was... And it's already been covered very pretty extensively by Spoonie. And that us. Too. And it us. Does. And us. <laughs> And us. <clears throat> All right. And us. <laughs> Just keep saying and us. <laughs> and us. All right. We gotta All we right. gotta wrap it up, I think. We gotta wrap up. Uh thanks for sticking around. Thanks you, for listening to this. You, you really weirdos. didn't need to, <laughs> And that can mean this episode, but also the podcast in general. Really thank you guys so much. Yeah, I, we, like, we only have like 40 people an episode, but first of all, that's just the beginning. And second of all, 40 people are watching us. What the fuck? <laughs> 40 people watching wow. us. What the hell's going on? Thank you all so much. I, you... I might have I might have helped things by getting Linkara to recommend Oh, us. yeah, Glory Hound. Uh-huh. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, look at you fucking talking up your attention. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the reason was, I'm the reason why people are here. <laughs> I was trying to help out. I was contributing. <laughs> fired again. Yeah, so you're double fired. <laughs> what do we say at the anyway. end of Wrestle Boys? Fuck it. And us. And us. And us. And us. And us. And us. And us.